0: Here we go. We talk games. Here it comes. Yeah, we talk games. Full force, and energy.
1: Our focus always rambles off topic, but we keep on going anyway. T T smoking the robot's like sex spot. Uh, Stinky stinks stink so bad he smells. Week 2 of We Talk Games' Arcade Weekly, schmuck I am your host, Kyle Von Kubik, and of course we have those excellent Foley sound effects provided by Keith, the Robo-Duke. Ahoy! And week two, another very special guest joining us from the 8-Bit Geek, Kevin! Hi! Yo,
2: what's going on everybody? How are you guys doing today?
1: I'm doing great. I'm very excited that you're here. For people who are not familiar with the 8-Bit Geek podcast, why don't you tell uh, everybody a little bit about it and where they can find it?
2: cool and uh, we cover all things geek culture, nerds and stuff like that you know, makes makes people want to wedgie us really uh, <laughs> we do video games, we do movies, we do comic books we try to cover all of the spectrums there uh, we have a lot of fun, we do podcasts every week, every Tuesday you can find us on iTunes, Audio Boom, Stitcher Radio also yeah. like our website's the8bitgeek.com so it's pretty mm-hmm. simple yeah, I mean, we just have a fun time you know, last week we got into a whole rant about Transformers, like Michael Bay versus the real thing, and mm. it ended horribly. I think one of us walked away pretty angry. But.
0: Oh, yeah, those conversations, any conversation about Michael Bay Transformers does not end well.
2: When you defend Michael Bay in a Transformers thing, you, you pretty much deserve what's coming to you, really. Every time I see Michael Bay's name on something, it's pretty much the M. Night Shyamalan of this generation, <laughs> where you just kind of like let out a sigh of like, oh, crap. Oh, so they're going to start trying to cover that up, you think,
0: like they do with Shyamalan now, where like... they you. <laughs> Shall-
1: show- has fallen off the radar so much, he's not even the Shyamalan of this generation right.
0: anymore. <laughs> oh, they show a trailer and you're like, "This looks cool, okay." And then at the very end, it's like, "Buy him like Shyamalan," and
1: they're like, "Hey, oh, I, shit. look, 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 look." I was real nervous about jumping into Wayward Pines because he was an executive producer, and that turned out pretty good. I enjoyed that series. Oh, okay, I gotta show helmet. This. I guess <laughs> exactly. I remember being in a packed theater of
2: when they were showing a preview for that Devil movie, the one where they were stuck in the elevator. Yeah, and elevator
1: and, action. Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> And everyone was into it until it said M. Night Shyamalan across the screen. The whole theater all at once went, Aww. "Oh!" And then everyone laughed
1: because they realized that they're all in the same boat there. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, I just want to express that you are one third of the 8-bit geek. Uh, yes. Jeremy and Doug could not Correct. be here because... Of the three, you probably play the most classic arcade games.
2: Yeah, I would say so. And plus, they're all doing adult things. And because I'm a
1: listener of the show, you're my favorite host. Aw, thank you. Just don't say that to Doug and Jeremy. I know they get a little, you know, butthurt about things like this. They do. There's a lot of great segments on the show. I'm a big fan of the show. This isn't an insult, but it's a show that I listen to while washing the dishes. (laughs) I can dig it. Uh, Because it it, it gets me through uh, the menial task of doing that, and I'm laughing. And there's a lot of great laugh-out-loud moments. There's a lot of great segments on the show. My favorite segment being you guys ignoring Jeremy's texts.
2: Oh, yeah, we do that all the time.
1: <laughs> Every episode, Jeremy's going to, I texted you guys, like, two days ago about this. now nah, I didn't get it, man. <laughs> I didn't
2: get it. Yeah, we're just like, I don't know what's going on, especially since I have Android, I can just feign ignorance. They both yeah. have Apple. So I'm like, oh, it must be you know, an Apple
1: thing. You know? Uh. A <laughs> little inside baseball talk about the Apex Geek. But Check out the Eight Bit Geek if you're a fan of our show. Chances are you'll be a fan of theirs, and vice versa. I th- I think it's a good fit, and I think you're a great fit for We Talk Games Arcade Weekly. Schmuck Timber, oh, let's yeah. jump right into it. This week we're talking about a horizontal scrolling shooter. Pistol Damio, no, Boken. <laughs> I probably pronounced everything incorrect, but I don't give a shit. <laughs> This was a game put out by Namco in 1990. Like I said, it's a horizontal scrolling shooter where you play as Pistol Daimyo, a feudal Japan shogun Uh. with a cannon on his head. Now, I know a couple weeks back uh, around the 4th of July holiday, there was a person who decided they would cosplay as Pistol Daimyo (laughs) by putting a mortar on top of their head and lighting it. I want to remind kids, don't ever do that. Pistol Daimyo is a trained professional. (laughs)
0: is this canon, is it, to his head, or is it literally a part of his head? Because that opening track screen
1: has the lovely shot of this man with the cannon that is literally screwed into his into head. Into his head. Yeah. yeah. I think he's some sort of feudal Japanese cyborg. <laughs> this is like a whole nother nerdy thing that's going to take off eventually. Like, you know, there was the cyberpunk, then there was the steampunk. Now there's going to be the uh, feudal Japan punk.
2: <laughs> um, hey, guys, by the way, what's that we're going to do? Zunzuki no yabu so i like researched that one i have no clue what game this is oh fuck really
1: (laughs) hold on just a second oh no oh hey stinky get in here why am i there (laughs) you were supposed to help me coordinate with the guests let our special guest kevin know what game we were playing this week he played a totally different game
0: what are you talking about i told you to play
1: piss soon daimkyo no bokenbao no boken bow? Yeah, that's not any of the games we were playing. Yeah, Pist, zune dime. You're mixing the two games up. What are you talking about? Kevin played Zoon, zune Kyoi no yabu, and Keith and I played pistol no Dime, boken. Now you're getting me confused. I don't know. What do you mean, <laughs> Stinky? You promised me we would not have any issues. This is a big deal for us. This is second annual shmup temper. You're fucking it up. I sent you the- it in kanji. This is uh, where the problem is. What? I trusted you.
0: I did tell you.
1: Uh, all right, Kevin. Well, I do apologize. It looks like, listeners, we're going to get two for the price of none this No, week.
0: you're supposed to play it on your Zoom.
1: Oh, my God. Stinky, get the fuck out of here. I got to go. Yes, you definitely have to go. You guys talk. <laughs> oh, my. I am so sorry, Kevin. That's okay. Uh, that- <laughs> I'm not apologizing to you. You should be apologizing. I
2: told you. Pissed soon.
1: Just get out! Alright, well, it looks like it's gonna be a double feature today (laughs) on We Talk Games Arcade Weekly. Japan wins again. (laughs) I'm familiar with both games. There is a a nice crossover between the two. Both are very strange. Both take place in feudal Japan. One has a a, uh, vague Nazism reference. Yeah. Oh, do that. But, um... All right, let's talk about pistol daimyo no boken. We'll follow up with uh, zun zun kyo no yabu. <laughs> I know all you otakos out there are like shitting your pants over how it could go awful. <laughs> yeah, you have no idea how to pronounce it. Yeah, I n- I know. I know, I'm sorry. Sorry I didn't watch enough Dragon Ball Z in high school. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no,
0: I watched
1: way too much Dragon Ball Z in high school. Yeah,
2: the Cell Games was like 48 episodes.
1: (laughs) That's plenty. I'm going to show my age because I used to watch it, I think, on Channel 11, and I saw them going to Namek like 80 times yep. because um, it, it kept stopping as they were approaching Namek and then start from – what was his name? Radish, Radish. <laughs> coming to Earth. Yep, same boat over here. They would get to a raccoon
0: and then start the whole thing from the beginning again. All over again. That was
2: the cartoon that introduced tees Every time something was about to happen, they're like, will it happen? Find out next week on Dragon Ball. And then next week is all training again. They're like, we should train. Yeah. Train. Train again. <laughs> Yell louder. More
1: power. <laughs> yeah. Or just an entire episode of two dudes powering up. Yeah. Because that happened a lot, too. So it's many crazy. times. Alright, so, Pistol Daimyo No Boken, 1990, by Namco, we gotta get into it. Yeah. Horizontal sc- scrolling shooter, homeboy's got a cannon on top of his head, he's like a feudal Japan shogun. Yes, and he also um, has fans on his feet!
2: It looks like he's right. jumping on eggs.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's got little uh, fans that he flaps with his feet that I guess allow him to fly. He flutters up. It's so similar to, and I, I saw this in my research, it's similar to Baraduke, which is correct. The character is constantly being pulled toward the ground, so you have <sighs> to jockey your joystick up to keep them afloat. Yes, and he has a cannon. And- which <laughs> I don't mind that choice, but it, it because of everything else, this game is so fucking difficult. Yes. It really is. Like, it's good that we're doing two this week because, Keith... How many stages did you get through on this game? Uh, well, it
0: seems like on the stage select screen, which is kind of cool. You mm-hmm. can pick which level you want to go to, that there are yeah. five separate stages, but then each five stages is broken up into four separate stages. So there are 20, yeah, 21 stages, including this building at the beginning, I guess, wherever it is you start, I guess, in the game.
1: Yeah, pro player tip, I think you're supposed to start with that building first, because if you don't, you're telling the game, I've played this game before, and it ramps up the difficulty. Uh, <laughs> and this game is fucking difficult enough. Yeah. So you don't need to do that. No, it looks like don't. it Yeah, it's really hard, because you also shoot in an arc, you know, it's a
0: cannon on his head, so your shots do an arcing thing, you can power them up, which
1: is really cool. Yes, and they're cannonballs. Yeah. So initially, they're tiny little cannonballs that will shoot forward. As you power up, the arc of the cannon will start to rise, and then if you power it up to its maximum power going back to Dragon Ball Z, it'll (laughs) shoot in a gigantic arc and have a gigantic single cannonball that once it hits an enemy will burst into fireworks spread of burst so that if any of the enemies hit those fireworks as they're going off, they will take damage as well. Sound effect on it for the fireworks,
0: the sort of popping noise, the pop pop. Mm-hmm. it's really good. My whole problem is that this game is way too hard as we mentioned, but I want to see more of it. It's so yes. weird and strange. You look at the stage select screen, it's like, okay, what do I pick? The frog foot symbol,
1: the ninja star, the flame ghost, <laughs> a <laughs> uh, pyramid head or a cannon like the game is japanese as fuck yeah, yeah. Like, it really is super japanese it's super weird talking about contemporary games i got vibes of certain elements of warioWare. Yeah. where yeah you would have those weird feudal japan mixed with kitschy but for me the game that this is most similar to is 1988's Parodius. I have a lot of trouble bringing up Parodius because we talk about it so much on the show. <sighs> but really, when you're talking about a shooter that's goofy and kitschy, it starts here. Yep. So that really is what this game is most similar to. The mechanic is very different because there aren't as many power-ups or spreads or anything like that. It's it's very basic. It also reminded me of Mega Man and its difficulty. And with the cannon, of course, charging up the cannon. But yeah. Mega Man is a extremely difficult game that... If you play it over and over and over again, you start chipping away at it, and you get a little bit better each time, a little bit better each time. Mm. I spent three hours playing Pistol Daimyo Noboken, and I only saw three stages. Yeah,
0: because <laughs> the, the, the whole problem is, is you have one-hit kills, and when you die, you don't just respawn on the screen. You start the whole level over again.
2: Yeah. Yeah. They make you do that, right. From what I'm seeing here, too, it definitely does have that Mega Man animation, and it's ridiculous. I've seen a big foot come down, like yes. he's fighting like a duck that's shooting out frogs
1: out of his head. Like this game is just <laughs> Japanese that, as fuck. That's what fun. I mean, though. Like that that foot dropping down that that's like reminds me of something you'd see in a, a WarioWare micro mm-hmm. game. You know, that unexpected surprise element where you're just like, "Fuck, man, how was I supposed to know that was gonna happen?" Right. You're not. You're not supposed to know what's going to happen. That way you dump more quarters in and you're playing it again. And then you learn, oh, okay, the whale spits flying fish at some point. I should probably watch out for that.
0: Yeah, and actually, those weird uh, green things with the holes in their head—I know those are uh, Japanese water spirits known as kappa, which are sort of like little goblins. They have weird little bird. Look peaks.
1: you with all the fucking knowledge.
2: Where
0: <laughs> were you with the title, bro? Oh, Pistol Daimyo <laughs> no Boken. Sorry, I didn't. There you go. You're saying these Japanese <laughs> titles from now Sorry, on. Sorry, I'm a little. I'm a little bit of a, what do they call themselves? See, when I was young, you don't we, you put all this eastern <laughs> play yeah, this wee-boos, New mouth. That's what everybody, everybody says. weeboos now It's like. Look, I was an otaku. Okay, I don't
1: know. <laughs> what these weeboos are
0: we had much yeah, more I still tick-nitty. know
1: it as i'm a fucking square when it comes to these things ah this game what the heck may, uh, this is what i'll say the game is extremely challenging i want to keep playing it like you said keith because i do like its choices i like its art direction i like the weirdness i like the kitschiness i just wish that this game had a health bar so that way it wasn't just a one-hit kill that's really it. I think that would be the only improvement I could put upon this game is just give me a couple damages that I could take. Yeah. The one hit kill sucks. Have you starting- die and start on that screen. Yeah. Yeah, and there are 21 stages to fight five different big baddies. The stages are really short, Mm -hmm. so you're not in there for too long before you get to that mini-boss battle, but that's where the difficulty lies. The mini-boss battles, you spend most of your time trying to figure out what their pattern is, where you're supposed to hit them, how you're supposed to mitigate them, and again, I only got to see three. (sighs) I only got to see three in three hours. This game is super difficult. I probably will revisit it, though.
0: Yeah, I got to go back because I didn't even get to any of the big bosses, just the mini ones. No, I never saw any of the big bosses. Oh, you did? Oh, I thought you were saying, that's the three big ones. Oh, wow. No, not at all.
1: I suck. Me
0: too, me too. This game is not easy. I think I need a lot more practice in it, but I want to do it. Because I love the I I love the theme of it. I love the way it looks. No idea what's going on with the story, but who cares? When you die, his clothes all fly off and he does a little fan dance. It's awesome.
1: That doesn't happen in real life. (laughs) (laughs) Depends on who you are. I haven't died yet, so we'll we'll find out. (laughs) <laughs> Speaking of nudity, why don't you remind everybody where they can find you on Twitch, Kevin? <laughs> oh,
2: yeah, yes. Yeah. YouTube, you can find me. Uh, YouTube.com slash WK. I, I do some sexy unboxings. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Also, I want to remind everybody that, uh, Kevin and the 8-bit geek were a part of Pac-Mon this past year, and Kevin got to play another fun Japanese type game, Pac-Man 2. I think that was
2: the first time I ever rage quit on cam.
1: <laughs> I, I just came
2: down with a cold, and I was like, I didn't want to back out of it, and I was like, alright, we'll do Pac-Man Adventures 2. I hate that game so much. It was <laughs> so meow, yeah. Meow, meow. He was getting pissed. Like,
1: both of us, me and Pac-Man, both were having a bad day. Oh, is this the
0: one with the slingshot? Yeah.
1: Ugh. I hit him so much. I will say it had some of the best marketing for a video game, though. (laughs) Like, making somebody drink chunky milk. Oh. (laughs) Is that the one where Pac-Man sits on the porch and drinks a coffee? No. (laughs) No, that game exists only in Wiggly's mind. (laughs) (laughs) It's actually the... Back of the box art for the TG-16 for Packland, ah. but it never actually happens in the game, yeah. I believe. I don't know how that anyway, game got greenlit, man. It
2: was so bad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Before Oof. we jump off of Pistol Daimyo no Boken, I do want to say that the music in it is also very interesting. Good choices, twangy and bouncy, and there's also some parody riffs there, again, reminding me of Parodius. So, yeah, I think the game's worth a look. You're not going to get very far in it. Wish it had a health bar. I would recommend it for people who are fans of Mega Man difficulty type games. Because I think if I gave this maybe 40 hours a week, I might be able to see one of the big bosses at the end. Yeah, this game would take a lot of dedication. And I'm guessing this this was in Japan only. Yeah, oh, that's what I was gonna say about the nudity is in my research I saw that that was cited as why it didn't come to America. Oh! No, it did not come to America because again, it's Japanese as fuck. Yeah, it's also the, way too- The different. nudity thing could- Yeah, exactly. The nudity thing, we've seen this in the past. Like, that's an easy sprite fix. Has nothing to do with it. This game is just way too far up its own ass, I guess, <laughs> yep. for an American audience. But somehow I'm sorry came here. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. And somehow that. Mario lost levels didn't,
0: which was too difficult, which really isn't, but now... Yeah. No. no, it's not difficult, it sucks.
1: That game sucks. Don't even get me started <laughs> on this shit. Yeah,
0: as I was about to say, I was like, no, Pistol Daimyo no Boken is a perfect example of saying, this is too difficult, the Americans also won't understand it at all.
1: Right, right, this game is difficult. Mario 2 is just punishing and goes against all of the tenants that made up a Mario game up until that point. Mm. I would have loved
2: to see an English translation of this game, though.
1: <laughs> there is a lot of talking in this game, actually, between the, the mini-bosses, but it looks like it's using the same kanji <laughs> over and over and over again, so I didn't know if uh, if I had a broken ROM. I don't read Japanese, obviously. Keith, you saw that I too?
0: thought you were talking about the little things he would say when he would die and the game would start, because there's a little bit of voice working.
1: He's got a cute little, little, cute little
0: Japanese voice.
1: Yeah, and there's a, a little Japanese lady that I believe says thank you when you continue the game. Oh. But she might be saying something completely different. It just sounds like she's saying thank you. She's, you know. she's
0: saying up for more punishment? Okay. Yeah.
2: <laughs> he's fighting a sandal right now, guys. <laughs> like he's oh, fighting
1: sandals. <laughs> we've seen that before. <laughs> While we're on the subject of games that are Japanese as fuck, let's talk about Zunzun Koyo no Yabu. Or Keith, how should I be saying that? Zuzunkyo no Yabo, I would say <laughs> it. Alright, there we go. Now, Kevin. Yes, this one I
2: did something play. Something tells me you're familiar with this game. <laughs> I submitted myself to a few hours of it last night and I feel dirty. I had to take a shower afterwards. It's just a really. <laughs> I don't know what they were that, going for. That bad. Yeah, well, the thing is, okay, I mean, on the surface, it's another shmup. It kind of has a weird Galaga feel because everyone's mm. running in, like, a kind of a proper circle, and they just kind of work their way down at you, so you kind of just have to avoid them. But yes. you're playing as, like, a monk statue, shooting bubble swastikas at them. Yeah, <laughs> yes, you <will laughs> And you have to like pretty much chew hit everybody and the first time you hit them they get all puffed up and lo- weird looking and then the second one kills them. Mm-hmm. Each level is pretty much based off a different country. Right. So once again, I think it's Japan just kind of ripping on other countries because they yeah. use the most stereotypical characters ever.
1: Yes. Yes. Uh, uh, this is uh 1994 put out by Sega, so we all turned a blind eye towards the uh stereotypical insults that they would sling, a la, you know, Punch-Out. Yeah. This game uh, is a vertical shooter where you're on a fixed plane, and yes, like Galaga, there are waves of enemies that come out and do the galactic dancing, although you're not in space, you're uh, on the ground. Mm-hmm. But they, they come out in waves, and the game, again, super fucking challenging. Yes, oh yeah, I went through many a continues in this game. And I think the reason why we changed the game, without letting you know, is because of how difficult it was. I saw it through, man. I did finish the game, surprisingly. It took,
2: like I said, I was on it for about two, three hours, just smashing the continues. I went through many a yen on this game, (laughs) and it was ridiculously hard. And spoiler alert, they pull the ghosts and goblins on you, where you finish the game, you're like, sweet, it's over. And then they introduce all the things again, and you have to do them all over again.
1: I think these two games are a good pairing, though, because the art style is really the draw for this game, Mm -hmm. which is why I think we wanted to to visit it. It's, again, this kitschy Japanese weirdness Mm -hmm. that is very stylized. However, in the, the actual mechanics of the game, it's way too difficult, and the waves... I guess I would describe them as unfair, the way that the enemies will sweep down and attack you. You know, like when you're playing Galaga, you're on a stage and the wave is happening. They move in a very specific pattern Mm -hmm. where this is sort of like frantic, a lot of things on the screen, taking up a lot of the real estate. There's not a lot of safe spots you can be. And I think that's what detracts from the game is that too much focus was put on these over-the-top visuals and not enough on the actual mechanics of it. Yeah.
2: And one cool thing is actually you do two-player co-op in this, you know, so that really helps out the stages too. Yeah. I don't know if it adds more enemies if you have two players, but you can definitely do it. It just still throws me off that it's two Buddhist monks and they're on like a journey to kill everyone.
1: <laughs> just to paint a picture for everybody. Remember the Tanuki suit from Mario Brothers 3? Yeah. And you would push down and what was it? But down in B and you'd turn into that little statue and you'd be immune to enemies for a brief moment. That's what you're playing as that Tanuki statue. Picture that and you're just floating about shooting bubbles and there is the um it's a buddhist symbol but it it looks like a swastika it's
2: totally a swastika <laughs>
1: like,
2: <laughs> like they're all about
1: it <laughs> and you're fighting against you know businessmen coming off of a subway train mm-hmm. you're fighting against disco dancers <laughs> There are gigantic knights that actually remind me of Ghouls and Ghosts or Ghosts and Goblins. Mm -hmm. What's cool about the game is the power-ups, though. That was actually something interesting. They they did a lot of visual effects with the screen. Like, not Mode 7, but, like, just weird, wavy stuff. I'm thinking of, like, Earthbound for some reason. You know, some of the effects that would happen in Earthbound or Chrono Trigger happen in this game so visually the game's very appealing but as far as gameplay is concerned it's real real difficult it's really really tough like i said each one's a country when you pick
2: america you're picking like the most stereotypical you got like metalheads as the first enemy then you got like punk rockers for Mm -hmm. the second enemy and then it ends up you have to fight like some like weird ballerina captain america (laughs) yes yeah it is all cracked out
0: (laughs) you know what it reminds me of it's like Japanese smash TV That's what I was thinking,
2: too. Good call, yeah. Yeah, It's it's, just a whole different levels, yeah.
0: Yeah, like you're not progressing through a map, but everything's a single screen with just tons of enemies flying out at you from the walls or entrances, and you just got to take them out as fast as you can. But obviously, you can only shoot upward, like Galaga, and you don't have that Mm -hmm. nice 360-degree control to shoot. Smash TV is a great pull on that. It looks great, though. Like you said, the sprite work is really cool. And and the neat thing is, like, I'm sure, as I call it, Japanese what-the-fuck, Sometimes it is just Japanese weirdness. And then also, a lot of times, it's actually little bits of their culture that we just don't even understand at all. Like I said before, those little greedy monsters are kappas. Like, I'm sure some of these things are like, oh, this is that. And this is a spirit of this. Because there's so much in their culture that, like, everything has a spirit. That flying sandal with wings might just be the spirit of the, the sandals, for all we know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think you're reaching there. <laughs> you never bit. know. You never know. <laughs> Read a book and figure it out. I'm just I'm just pulling <laughs> shit out of my butt
2: here.
1: This game has a lot of ball bag. Do you want to talk about the spirit of the ball bag and this game? Male ballerinas with their package are yeah. uh, flapping about, a la David Bowie in Labyrinth.
2: Yes, he looked like he stuffed an armadillo in his pants. <laughs> there's so much going on in this game. Yeah, there's huge packages. Like I said, once again, stereotypes for each country. They're supposed to be Buddhist. Apparently, they're converting everyone. And so I guess converting equals killing.
1: I don't know if you guys are familiar with this, but a-, a good making mechanic might be spiritual warfare for the Nintendo, the unlicensed Bible game. Oh
2: no! Did you ever play that? No, but I wish I did. I got st- I with just it's- the Bible game, and that was awful. <laughs>
1: uh, spiritual war- Warfare is a Zelda ripoff of like <laughs> the original Zelda, but instead of, like, fighting Ganon, you're fighting Sin, and you th- throw spiritual fruits at enemies to defeat them, so you'll get, like, an apple and an orange and a banana, and they behave differently, and... It- All the Christianity bullshit involved with that game, I actually really enjoyed it. I got it at a yard sale when I was like 10, and it was just uh, a black cartridge because it was unlicensed, and it had this knight on the cover with like a flaming sword and a shield and said spiritual warfare. I had no idea that this was a religious game, so I put it into my Nintendo, it does something really weird, and then says Wisdom Tree, and all of a sudden, angels are asking me questions about the Bible. And I was like, well, fuck it, I spent 10 bucks on this game, I'm going to play it. And I I did, I got pretty far (laughs) in
2: it. How pious are you to be able to play the game?
0: (laughs) The only one I ever played was my friend's uh, parents, who were very religious or spiritual. Mm. Uh, He had uh, one for the Game Boy, where I think you were Moses, and you would shoot the word of god at people was your attack <laughs> to convert them and appease them and it was like a bomberman kind of thing or something you were trying to clear a screen i don't know
2: bombing them with religion
0: <laughs> whoa okay no it's not it's it's not the it's not the isis it's a, a different thing altogether <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, that's another thing that's another thing
1: wait what were we talking uh, about forgot kevin what do you think <laughs> What do you think about the, uh, the music and, and, uh, sound choices?
2: Surprisingly, the music is really good in this. Um, yeah. Honestly, the sound effects are cool. The music kind of reminds me of how back in the day when the Sega CD was out, the Sonic CD was a thing when it had such mm-hmm. a great soundtrack and such an, for the game, it looked like the soundtrack was better than the game, to be honest. It's like sometimes, <laughs> you know, it just, it just seems like that. And this game definitely had a great soundtrack. Really poppy, J-pop stuff, but yeah. you know, each level has its own. It kind of feel to it.
0: Yeah, I like right. a good uh, 8-bit, 16-bit laugh, and I like how when you win every level, your the <laughs> Buddha statue just gives out like a ha, oh, ha, oh,
2: ha. Oh. Yeah, the uh, creepiest yeah. laugh. <laughs> I love it, I love it. still reminds me of the Kung Fu game for Nintendo with the uh, Bubba or whatever. Oh, 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 That's-
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Once again, <laughs> you can't beat a digitized laugh from back then. It's like all the Punch-Out guys and all their stuff,
2: you know? Mm-hmm. Love it. So uh, would you recommend this game? If you are into... S and M and getting your ass kicked. Yes. (laughs) And if you're just in the weird Japanese culture, like I said, this'll make, this'll make Weeboos like just be like, what the fuck? (laughs) What did I sign up for? It's out there, but the difficulty level is high. If you're into shmups, definitely one to try. Just be ready to die a lot and be ready to, uh, put a lot of credits into it or yen or quarters or whatever, whatever (laughs) you kids are into these days.
1: This episode filled to the brim with yeeboo and otaku goodness. We gave you two games that are Japanese as fuck, super weird, and super challenging. And if you are one of those two uh, descriptors, uh, I think you at least want to check these games out. Like I said, you probably won't get very far, but I think you'll enjoy some of the visuals. Oh, yeah. That's the draw. (laughs) And now here's TT Schmookins with next week's We Talk Games Video Power Magazine Arcade Weekly Arcade Game Audio Clue.
2: Hello, I am Titty Skootkins. Here is next week's We Talk Games, Video Power Magazine, Arcade Weekly, Arcade Game Audio
1: Clue. You are the last hope. Good luck. Good luck, dudes. All right, fellas, let's give our clue for next week's game as a part of week three for We Talk Games, Arcade Weekly, Schmuck Timber.
0: I got a clue. Let's hear it. My clue is, excuse me while I kiss this out of control robotic AI that's trying to destroy the world. (laughs) Okay.
1: (laughs) Uh, Kevin.
2: Altered beast with guns for the
1: first boss. (laughs) I agree with that. Uh, It's very similar. I'm going to go with my robot only likes rouge. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to put that together, I guess. Alright, before we blast off this week, let me remind everybody to go visit wetalkgames.com. It's a portal to everything we're doing across the web. There's links to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash podcast. There's a link to our Twitter account, at wetalkgames. Please, uh, like, comment, subscribe. We're av- available on iTunes and Stitcher. It's a great, easy, simple, free way to support the show, and hey, if you're feeling uh like spending some money, we also have the Pro Gear store. You can pick up yourself uh, T shirts, stickers, posters, all sorts of goodies.
0: And don't forget to check out Giant Media Ball at giantmediaball.com and at Giant Media Ball on Twitter. We're a
1: part of them, and a lot of other awesome guys are a part of that as well. For Kevin of the 8 Bit Geek Podcast and Keith the Robo Duke, I am Kyle Von Kubik, blasting off to next week for another exciting episode of We Talk Games Arcade Weekly, Schmup Timber. The POW!
0: And he suggested
1: some games, and he's like, you should probably go to get on the C4s, because it's pretty, like, standard once you try these two games. So I reached out to him, and I recommend that they'll like, do no, Yabo. Yeah, oh. And then when I played it, I was just like, man, this kind of tough as nails. Let me go for the other game, and we suggested, that Crystal, I mean, no pumpkin. <laughs>
2: okay, I'm yeah. no, it's okay. I just it's okay. not that really, I not I really fun with it Like I am not trying to research that But it yeah. was cool well, You know
1: what, you did a great job hopefully you are have a back out And if you'd like to be back Of so course talk about it, you? Yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, well, if you hated it so much, you wouldn't be doing it, would you?
0: Do you feel that the school bears any responsibility? You know, let
1: me ask you a question first. You're a heartless bottom feeding motherfucker. Well, I guess it's not really a question, is it?